Welcome to the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast brought to you by Lake Country Sleep. I'm your host, Erin. I am a boy mom, avid coffee drinker, sleep consultant, and expert in early childhood development and education. I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to this episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast. I have with me today a special guest, Yasmin Johnston from Mindful Sleep. Welcome to the show, Yasmin. Hey, Erin. Thank you so much for having me again. You are welcome. It's great to have you again. And today we are going to kind of get into the the nitty-gritty of dealing with sleep deprivation as a new parent because as we are about to discuss a lot of parents experience this especially during the newborn days oh yes so i remember after my first son was born we were maybe i don't know around the 10 day 2 week mark and i was breastfeeding Uh, pretty much around the clock. And as much as my husband wanted to help, he wasn't the one with the boobs and (laughs) he was right there with me trying to support me, but he wasn't the one having to, you know, do all the work per se. Um, So we were both extremely tired. And I remember sitting in my son's nursery one day, I was down on the floor crying (laughs) and just so tired. I was so out of it. Um, My husband and my mom both came in and basically had like a little intervention with me, um, just saying, you need to let go of trying to do all of the things like, and you need to rest. You need to get some sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a new mom, that was really hard for me to even consider doing. Um, But I eventually took to heart what they had said and let them take care of the baby for a little bit while I got an hour or two nap in. And, you know, I woke up feeling a lot better, but it literally, those first few weeks of his life brought me to my knees in tears. So, and I know I'm not the only one who felt that way. Um, Do you want to get into a little bit of the statistics around sleep deprivation? Yeah. Um, and so you definitely weren't the only one feeling that way. Like it's believed that really only 10% of new parents are actually getting the recommended seven to eight hours of sleep each night. So that means that 90%, which is huge, aren't getting that sleep that they need so desperately for their mental, their mental and physical health. Um, You and I both know the benefits of sleep and what it does for your body. Um, And when you think about a new mom, she is newly postpartum, hormones are raging, especially if she's breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. and healing, like you're trying to heal your body either from giving birth vaginally or having a major surgery, you know? So sleep is vital those first few weeks. And yet you don't get it. No, no. And, you know, when you're not getting it, like not only is your 
body going to take longer to heal from the birth? Or like you said, if you have a C-section, um, but there's also so many other things that are going to start showing up like, you know, moodiness and clumsiness, um, forgetfulness, like, oh gosh, okay. Did I feed the baby at 2am? I don't know. <laughs> I used to have to keep like a log in my phone because, you know, back when I first had my first son, we didn't have all the fancy apps yet. So. Apps and like the the tally baby tracker. Like oh, I that wish thing. that would have been around when I had newborns. Yes. I so wish I would have had that. It would have helped me tremendously. But yeah, like forgetfulness is a huge one. Um, and then just, you know, when you're that tired, you're not focused, you're unmotivated and your appetite actually increases and you're gaining weight. Um, you know, not that this is really happening in the first few weeks, but decreased sex drive. So for kind of later down the road, like, oh, hey, here's your six-week checkup. You're good to go. Like, no, I'm too tired. <laughs> I don't have a drive for that right now. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> and then it also can lead to decreased mental stability. So, you know, this is where we're talking about like PMADs, such as postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, even rage, like, you know, when you're that tired, it's just, it's a trigger, right? And little things can set you off that normally you wouldn't have been too worried about. Yeah. I know that I've always been like an anxious person pretty much since I was a kid. I had anxiety around different situations and whatnot. Um, but after my son was born, my postpartum anxiety was like, my anxiety was at an all time high. I had never experienced that before. And I know that it's because I wasn't getting the sleep that I needed. And I remember we ended up um, sleep training my son. I think it was around five. My oldest son was around five months when we sleep trained him. And it was life changing for me just because now that he was sleeping, I was sleeping and mm -hmm. it made a world of difference. And now when I work with my newborn clients, you know, I tell them, do what you can to sleep um, and be careful with going out and about. Because if you are that tired, you are clumsy, you're not focused, like being out and about is, it can be dangerous. People get in car yeah. accidents, like and if you have your baby with you, like that could just be a bad situation. Um, I know a lot of newer parents too, you know, they're so tired that they could potentially fall asleep while they're um, nursing the baby in a rocking chair or mm -hmm. laying on the couch with the baby on their chest, you know, and that also gets into an unsafe situation. So um, newborn moms, newborn dads, we get it. We have been there but you need to make your own rest a priority at this time because it's a safety concern for everyone in your house. Yeah, it definitely is. I remember, you know, waking up one night with my second son, like, like I had my nursing pillow and I had him and I was hunched over, like had no clue how long I'd been asleep for. And it was so scary. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, I have to figure out a different way to not fall asleep during these nursing sessions. And um, I actually started listening to Jimmy Fallon on YouTube. <laughs> like, 
watch videos of it while I was, or of him while I was nursing Mm -hmm. because, you know, okay, well it's, it's a screen. So it's like bright light in my face, um, which wasn't helping for the sleep in between feedings, but it was comedy. So like it was keep, it was piquing my interest. Right. And that's the thing. Like you just got to do what you got to do to stay awake. Um, some of the things that I tell parents is like, you know, obviously it's trickier when you're breastfeeding, um, you know, is definitely like higher among breastfeeding moms because, well, like you said, your husband had useless boobs, like (laughs) he couldn't do it. And so what I tell those parents is like, okay, have, you know, have dad or have your partner get up get the baby, be the one to change the diaper and bring the baby to you. And then when you're done feeding, then they can, you know, again, change the diaper if needed, re-swaddle baby and put them back down. So that way, at least the breastfeeding parent is, you know, just able to stay in bed and not have a, having to physically move around too much or, you know, wake up too much to do all the diaper changes and everything. So at least that's a way that dad can help or your partner can help or another thing is, you know, hiring like a postpartum doula, um, or enlisting the help of family to come in, even if it's just one or two nights a week where you know that you can get some extra rest. Newborn care specialist. There are options. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think back when my mom or sister would come stay the night and just help out, just having that extra set of hands, um, to wash pump parts or bottles and do the diaper changes. You know, if my husband was working that shift, like I was home alone at night and it made a Mm -hmm. world of difference those nights when I had help just because I didn't have to do it all on my own. Yes. And that's something that we kind of fall into as moms. Like we feel like we have to do it all. We have to be super mom. And And we also feel like it's just easier or that it's done better if we do it ourselves. And it's, it's so hard to ask for help, but really like it, it has to happen. You have to ask for help. Don't be ashamed. It's perfectly okay. And overall, I feel like the postpartum experience is going to be much better if you are able to get some of that help with even the simple thing like you said, washing pump parts and changing diapers. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And like I said, it, it didn't hit me until like my husband and mom had their intervention with me and said, you don't (laughs) do it all. You shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. it. It truly does take a village. I mean, think about it. When you have your baby, not only, you know, are you bringing a new life into the world, but if it's your first one, you are also being a mom for the first time. And there's a learning curve for both of you. So take the help that's offered. Don't feel like you have to do it all. Right. All right. So when we think more about sleep deprivation, there are things that are not so well known. Can you get into that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, so some of the things that aren't very well known is that actually the symptoms of sleep deprivation and postpartum depression are very similar. 
Um, so sometimes they can be like misdiagnosed and, um, also too, like that lack of sleep can lead to postpartum depression. So oftentimes if we're able to ensure that parents are getting adequate sleep that they need, then you can essentially, you know, not saying that you can completely get rid of postpartum depression, but there is the possibility of preventing it. Um, obviously that depends on, you know, any of your other, like, um, predetermined factors that might play into it, but you can certainly, um, prevent it or at least decrease the postpartum depression effects. Um, and another thing too, is that, so mom's sleep deprivation has actually been proven to increase the risk of postpartum depression for both parents. So not just mom, but also for dad or for your partner, um, they can suffer from it too. If mom's not getting the sleep that she needs. I fully understand that because I know when I was going through postpartum anxiety after my first son and then postpartum anxiety and depression after my second son was born. I mean, I, a lot of the, a lot of my issues fell onto my husband, you know, Mm -hmm. like he had to take care of two kids and me. And, you know, I felt guilty for that, but there was nothing I could do. And he was carrying the weight of our whole household on his shoulders in the middle of a pandemic, you know? So there is a lot going on and I can totally understand that it would affect dads too. Yeah. I know, you know, with us, so our first son, he was our like unicorn baby. (laughs) So, so, you know, well-mannered, like just great sleeper, no issues ever. And so then I just thought, okay, well, everything that I did with him, I'm going to implement with baby number two. And oh my gosh, that was like a smack in the face because (laughs) none of it worked. And baby number two did not sleep. And, you know, we had a lot of things going against us with, um, with that, like in regards to his sleep, because he had torticollis, plagiocephaly, reflux, colic. I mean, just a lot. Yeah. So, so much going on. And, um, and then I was breastfeeding too. And so it just, it really hit us hard. Um, and at night, you know, especially like we, we had our routine that we did with baby number one, where he'd get up and do the diapers and bring the baby to me and then, you know, rock baby if needed and put him back down. Well, it wasn't working with this, with our second son. Like he, my husband just had no idea what to do. Like he felt so lost and he'd be bringing him to us and be like, or bringing, you know, bringing the baby to me and being like, I don't know what to do. Like nothing's working. You, you have to feed him. I'm like, he, there's no way he's hungry again. I fed him 30 minutes ago. Like that it's not even possible. And so I was just so completely drained, like mentally and physically from nursing him so much and not sleeping. And then my husband feeling lost because he couldn't like comfort the baby. And, you know, it just, it just got so bad. And like, I, thought about reaching out to a sleep consultant, um, when he was about three and a half months old. And then I saw the price and I was like, 
eh, I'll try a couple other things. Mm-hmm. And so I went on for another month and a half without sleep. And um, there were two like defining moments where I realized I, I needed to get some help with this. One of them was um, my husband took the boys with him to go get an oil change at the dealership. And he's like, here, you take a nap. Like, I'm going to take the boys with me. You know, you should have about an hour. Okay, great. So he gets to the dealership and they're like, yeah, um, it's going to be about four hours. So he's like, oh crap. Like they've already taken my car back. Like, I'm sorry, babe, but you're going to have to come and get the boys. And so, you know, begrudgingly, like I go up there and I just remember driving home seven minute drive home. I was scared out of my mind. I was so anxious and I had the windows down, the AC blasting. I had the music up. I'm like hitting myself in the face because I was so terrified of falling asleep at the wheel. And so that was like one of my moments where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I think this might've been, I I don't even remember. Like that time is kind of such a blur. It might've been the next day. It might've been a week or two later, but came down in the morning and I was standing at the kitchen Island and my husband looked at me and this totally comes from a place of like concern. It sounds awful, but it comes from a place of concern he looked at me and he just goes, you look dead. I'm like, that's because I feel dead. And I like ran upstairs to the bedroom, climbed into bed and just started crying. Like my husband was supposed to leave for a trip that day. And you know, he's a pilot. So when he's gone, he's gone. Like everything falls on me. And I just, I lost it. And a couple minutes later he came upstairs and he's like, I just called off for my trip. Like, what do you need? And I said, I need sleep. Like, I can't do this anymore. It's been five months of me getting one to three hours of broken up sleep every night. Like I physically and mentally cannot do this anymore. And so then we decided like right then and there, we're hiring that sleep consultant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and we're just doing this. And I mean, it was the best thing that we ever did. Like, there's no way I could have continued like that. You know, it breaks my heart knowing what I know now because my situation, your situation, calls that I get from women, moms in tears because they are at their breaking point before reaching out for help. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to let it get that far, you know? And a lot of people, I mean, and this is the reason why, one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast today is because we want to bring awareness that it doesn't have to get that bad before you ask for help. I know we kind of talked about this before, but it takes a village. And if you're not a feeding expert, you reach out to a lactation consultant. If you're not a sleep expert, reach out to a sleep consultant. If your child has reflux, you are talking to their doctor. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to get to the point where you can't function and you literally feel dead. Yeah. It's so hard, but yeah, it's, I, 
I mean, take it from my experience and your experience, Erin, like if you're listening and you are starting to feel any of those signs of sleep deprivation or, you know, feeling like postpartum depression, anxiety, rage, any of those PMADs are starting to creep in because you are not getting the sleep that you need, reach out for help. Yeah, you whether know. it's bringing someone in to take care of the baby, whether it's stopping breastfeeding so you get a break, yeah. whether it's hiring a sleep consultant, whether it's bringing in a night nurse, do what you need to do to take care of your mental health. Because if you don't have that, you can't take care of your child. Right. And and we lose focus when baby comes into the picture, right? Like when, when the mom is pregnant, all the focus is on her and how she's doing in her health. And then baby comes into the picture and everybody just forgets about mom and what she needs. And we forget that like new baby, new mom, they actually need the same things. Like they need that sleep and rest and nourishment. They need the, they have the exact same needs. So why are we forgetting about the mom? And all it takes is a quick Google search of newborn care specialists in my area. If you don't have family to come and help, all it takes is a mm-hmm. quick Google search of sleep consultant near me. If you want, you know, local service, but there are people everywhere that can help you. So if you feel, you know, like it's three and a half months in and I maybe want some help, do it. It is worth the expertise and it is worth every penny to have someone in your corner helping coach you through these types of situations or coming in and taking care of other things so that you can focus on, you know, doing what you need to do to help your baby sleep. Yeah. Even like a mother's helper, if there's, you know, a teenager in the neighborhood that can come by and just like entertain your older kids or do some dishes for you or make a simple meal for you. Oh my gosh. Those can be huge because it takes just a little bit of the load off of the new parent. Yeah. And I think just knowing that, you know, this is new for you, you're adding a new member to your family and you also need to advocate for yourself and your needs during that time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not a thing. So, uh, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I, I know it's not easy to talk about these stories, um, and it probably, at least it takes me back to some pretty dark days. Um, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but looking back, those days were hard. Yeah. were hard. So definitely were. <laughs> thank you for joining me. Where can people connect with you online? Yeah. Um, so you can head over to my website, mindfulsleepconsulting.com, or you can find me on Instagram. It's at mindful underscore sleep or on Facebook at mindful sleep as well. And you know, you can always head to lakecountrysleep.com as well. Check out the blog, check out other podcast episodes, uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Lake Country Sleep. We will see you next time. Thanks again, Erin. Thank you. Bye.